Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the event of the year, guys, right? The Game Awards. But first, my name is Christian. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I have bronchitis. Um, so if I cough during this, um, I don't have any uh, mic uh, skill at all. Um, so they tell... they. Talk to them. So they call themselves the gaming's biggest night. Would you guys agree? I mean, with the absence of E3 and shit, and like any other like major event, there's so many things that have been announced and like touched up upon during the Game Awards. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is gaming's biggest night. I think it probably also, is. I mean, what else do we even have anymore? We we I don't mean, have yeah. E3, and we don't have. I mean, this this is like kind of Axe. a combination of an award show and E3. Like there were a lot of announcements in here. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Yeah, I guess I would say it's gaming's biggest night. Maybe not PC 13, gaming. When I was 13, I had all my friends over for a Halo launch party. And I that, would say that was gaming's biggest night for me. You know? Like Evans? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 13. Not anymore. Not anymore. I don't have friends anymore. You guys are just acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> I've only spent thousands of dollars to be with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's all well, good. The Game Awards was last Thursday. They always do it on a Thursday. And we had kind of a uh, short announced um, watch party for it. We had a lot of people turn out from the community. I'd say there was maybe 10, 10 12 people there watching it, talking about it, watching it happen live. Um, it was a good time, uh, a lot of fun. If you missed it, too bad. Catch you next year. Um, but I wanted to start out just by talking about our general thoughts on the ceremony. So this is the ninth year, I want to say. Well, actually, it's the tenth year since Jeff Kiley started doing the Game Awards, I believe. And 2014 was a notorious year because that was the one that was very uh, – not prepared very well and was kind of a disaster uh, when it happened. It, it was the one with the um, actor. I can't remember his name. He was in Community. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we remember that. It's hard- I don't remember it, dude. I wasn't part of like the PC gaming uh, there, next. There was a lot of stumbling. It was not well received. A lot of things went wrong. They they didn't have like an actual award show. They had like kind of like a cozy, like they rented a studio. They had people over and it, and they tried to hand out awards that way. Like Joe McHale. Joe McHale. Thank you. Joe McHale was doing this really weird, like snarky uh, kind of attitude. It, it just didn't work. People didn't like it. And not to mention they had a ton of production problems. Like people didn't hit their marks. Like they had to skip through things. It, it was it, it was kind of a mess. After that, they went to what we know now as the Game Awards in that big theater in L.A. and all the people uh, coming in and accepting awards and more like an Oscars type thing. When they made that change, I was like, wow, okay, I think he's on to something here. And here we are um, 10 years later, and I think they're still they're still good. Like, I still enjoy them, um, just like to put it in the most general terms possible. What did you guys think? Uh, I think they every year they get better um almost every year i'm always impressed with like this guy he's just like a guy that had a vision and then he realized how to do it like you have to put enough enough announcements on it um which are commercials 
and that sells the whole event. And then with with if you sell enough announcements, then you can do what you want, which is a game awards. But a lot of times, you know, it's like 60-40 with announcements. But it's okay because luckily gamers love big announcements. So it, it kind of works out. Maybe the balance isn't ideal, but um yeah, I think it gets better every time. I thought and I thought the uh, the the level of production was fantastic. Do you uh do you feel like the like the celebrities taking part of it at all? Like uh Matthew McConaughey or Anthony Mackie showing up or the other yeah. Shang Chi. I hate those fucking yeah. Muppets, dude. Get them out of dude, there. Dude, fuck you. All right. Muppets <laughs> are the best. There's no better mo- Christmas movie than Muppets right. Christmas Carol. Christian's just been waiting to bring the Muppets up. But let's, let's take one step at a time here. Let's everybody loves the, the Muppets. First of all, the the actors that's been a thing since the game awards back in the days when Samuel L. Jackson used to host it on spike TV. And it was just like a, a good old fashioned shit show, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, I, I don't mind it so much. Uh, some of the actors got a lot of screen time, but it, it does seem like that's something a lot of people complain about. Um, once the Muppets came on though, I was like, why isn't Gonzo hosting the show? Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Gonzo's the best. Yeah. The suit. <laughs> In the suit and the I don't rat. get it though. I, I'm because, like completely I, right. removed from the Muppets. Why are the Muppets? Because you're Canadian. Thing? No, I don't think it's a, a Canadian thing. I think it's an age thing, dude. Like I grew up with the Muppets, dude. Muppets take Manhattan. Like nothing's better than a good old Muppets gag. Like they're just they're just funny. They're the best. I, I, <laughs> if you ever go to Disney, if you ever go to Disney World, all right, one of the most underrated attractions is the Muppets. You gotta go see it. It's one of the best things. How do you uh, not like the puppets, could, dude? What do you have a fucking could, heart of coal? <laughs> nothing could interest me less. I just don't. I was watching it. I was watching the segment. I was like, I don't get it. I, like, I didn't laugh. Not even internally. I, I, I it's just awkward to me. And what are the Muppets? He wants to fuck chickens, dude. He wants to fuck chickens. It's hilarious. That's the it's implication. Hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. Gonzo has a, a complicated relationship with poultry. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of of um, of celebrities and the Muppets, who are celebrities in their own right? Let's be honest here. Is there anything else that ca- caught your eye during like any kind of just general moments during the uh, during the Game Awards? I, I do want to clarify a little bit. Um, I, see, like when Samuel L. Jackson came on, I feel like he was paid for his promo right like for his, for his cameo yeah. but i also don't think that matthew mcconaughey or Ant- uh, or mackie were paid for their time last night or what here's, here, here's yeah. my thing like well, they were paid by whoever they were pr- promoting for oh, yeah, like yeah. mackie yeah. got paid by twisted metal they didn't get paid right. by the game award i don't think i'm just guessing but, like business hat on that's how it went so it makes he, it a little less cringy they're not there just to get views yeah, he might he might have been there because of the contract he had with Twisted Metal, but right, exactly promotional the, the obligations. That, the thing that kind of like I'm like, oh man, come on! And he's like, oh, I'm getting a lot of credit for my sons for being here. It's like, bro, you just did a TV show that actually did pretty decently. <laughs> like, uh, how did that land? How did did people like it? People liked it. It had a lot of it had a a lot more than what some people in, on Reddit thought that it would do as far as as viewership and subscription. It wasn't no Last of Us. But it wasn't like Monster Hunter, you know, the movie, which was terrible. Nobody watched it. So, you know, it did better than people thought it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there were, I'd say, a fair amount of complaints. There always are 
when the award show happens. But the biggest one was they didn't mention anything about the layoffs and how this has been kind of a rough year for people in the industry. And that was something going into it that I think people were wondering if something was going to be said about it. And I thought back to past years, and I want to say, my memory's a little fuzzy. I want to say in past years, comments were made when that whole blizzard uh, women in the workplace thing was going on. I, yeah. I feel like they made they commented on that. And also when that whole thing was going on with Kojima and uh, what, what's Konami. Yeah. And, like he took a jab at Konami. So I was kind of expecting like not to be a whole production, but at least a comment on on uh, what was happening in the industry this year. There's I think it's, the, the cameraman uh, was zooming in on people who were laid off in the crowd. I can 100% say that. Zooming in on the Destiny wow. 2 community manager who was laid off on best ongoing game. Zooming in on, yeah, like, so that's kind of some discourse that's been happening, like, online. Like, whoever was running the cameras was, uh, you know selectively targeting people who no longer have well, jobs. Well, it's not just the camera. That's the person in the booth, like, hitting the buttons and saying, go to camera number some, one. Yeah, so. okay. So then someone, <laughs> someone, you, some orchestra, some brave soul, I think, was was making decisions. Well, a Did lot of people read? lost their jobs, right? Like a yes. lot. A lot of so, people. I mean, what are your odds that you're hitting an industry that got infected? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think. I guess chances very are good. Strange. Chances it seems are like good. a very strange thing to, like, orchestrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- talking about the fucking camera guy, though. Talking about him being the MVP whenever a a award that was nominating Starfield showed up, he would zoom in right into Todd Howard's face, and whenever he fucking lost, he's just like, <laughs> he was just so <laughs> fucking upset, dude, that Starfield won nothing. It's uh, funny yeah. that they didn't talk to Todd Howard or uh, who's the other guy? Uh, somebody big up, but um, you know when the uh, guy in power armor came out and then he. There's that little message where he's like whispers and he goes, Oh, those are my parents, or those are they they're my creators. And then uh they went to them and they were like, What the fuck? Nobody nobody briefed them that they were gonna be on camera, so they were like, Yeah, <laughs> what's going Someone on? Someone was in, in, expecting an impromptu comedy moment and it did not land at all. Uh, cutting in real quick, the tomato meter on Twisted Metal is sixty-eight percent, which is okay by decent, but ninety-four percent by critics i mean by audience score over a thousand ratings oh that cool. that's like that's pretty that's, good dude. that's very good uh, I'm, I'm gonna check that out okay interesting it's just on showtime which is like not the best platform in the world <laughs> so, yeah guys it really a show really depends on its platform these days christopher judge tilk got up there and he fucking killed it also uh, Simulio, I'm not saying that right. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But when he started talking about the StarCraft and WarCraft 3 rushes that he did, you know, I feel like that's a really cool celebrity tie-in moment to, like, a niche gaming community. And I didn't get that from Matthew McConaughey or, like, Timothy Chalamet Anthony at Matthew. all. Yeah. yeah, it's like when, when, when someone can go, dude, I used to play StarCraft. I used to do, like, all this shit, like, Bandling Rush and all that stuff. That is nice. But when it's like, I'm here. I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm talking about this game. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> nobody cares, Matt. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, yeah. Give me somebody that used to play Twisted Metal when they were 12 and, you know, and, and did all this shit and let them talk about the game or whatever. But Anthony Mackie was obviously there because of his tie-in with Twisted Metal. 
Uh, Bobby, I think we have two things in common here. Uh, you know, we did our notes individually and I kind of cross-referenced them a little bit. Um, so Sam was watching it and uh, she was like, why are they playing music while he's talking? I'm like, oh, that, it's like an Oscar playout. It's like a thing. It's the rap like, music. She's like, it's so rude. And she's yeah. like, I was like. <laughs> have you never yeah. seen some like the most egregious errors of like award history for speeches though like running 14 minutes long 15 minutes long no it does happen dude i th i'm pro i'm pro fucking what is it would you call it Next i thought it was speeches. play out music condensing i thought would you call it bobby when you wrap up music wrap up music i thought it was play out music wrap up music yeah i'm pro wrap up music and i'm pretty sure everybody was told like you got about 45 yeah. seconds well, well i think the reason that this happened was last year uh christopher judge went on for <laughs> eight minutes which is a, a super long time and it, it, it's i don't think everybody really understands what that means from a production standpoint if somebody goes over their time that much everybody in the back that's been working on this and they're scrambling to like fix this yeah, and reschedule and and like okay where can we cut time because like they're on a schedule dude like that yeah it, it, it fucks up time everybody's rhythm christopher so. judge is not on a schedule <laughs> which is great christopher judge doesn't give a fuck by is the way is that the kratos guy <laughs> yeah that yeah. is the, the kratos guy but sam, he, sam called him uh black mickey rourke and i was I like yeah that's kind of hurtful it looks like he's had a lot of work dude or, or maybe he just looks like that i don't know he he's like got like a Mickey wide Rourke. face that's all i have to say like he's, he's <laughs> a, a broad head they, he does, they were broad aggressive head. yeah he's a broad person but they were pretty aggressive with the wrap-up music like i was kind of surprised when i heard it coming in i was like that's pretty quick because even at the oscars i think they give like best actor best actress i think they give them a, a good couple of minutes two and minutes else, right yeah, I think it's two minutes and everyone else is like 45 seconds or well, until you get to the later awards. But it, it seemed to come in quick. And the biggest criticism that people had was when, um, what, was it the Baldur's Gate people that were mentioning uh, somebody yeah, who had passed away? Oh. Yeah, And then the wrap-up music came in and it was like, ooh. Well, wow, uh, all the times the fucking press the play button, somebody yeah. could yeah. get like, this game. This game took us six years to make. Uh, I, we really miss our <laughs> I, I got two points on this one i mean it's kind of like sweeping or coarser music so i would like i would just try to make my speech more epic and more epic yeah. I was it, it does lay a and sound like, bad and we yeah. are the people we will fight or whatever yeah. and then uh oh this kid would never die <laughs> there's another guy uh at work there's a guy who uh, i talked to and i was like hey you going to the party and he's like no i don't do well around crowds and i was like oh just so happens that guy won the like safety award that and so you have to like come and talk on the mic i was like oh he's really gonna bomb and then he read the entire speech <laughs> that, that rocky says at the end of a rocky four he's like <laughs> if, oh if you God. 20 million people and the all american people and we and he just goes off and i was like and everybody's fucking cheering dude it was awesome it was awesome it was really That's cool, cool. I do want to mention one thing that Christopher Judge says, and I love shit like this, is calling out uh, companies and calling out like bad business practices. He, uh, For those who don't know, he called out uh, Call of Duty, essentially shitting on them in their recent game, which is one of the lowest rated games based on their campaign. Um, it, he's like, that's a company I'll never work for. And he's like ragging on them for like a solid like 45 seconds. And uh, I, I like that shit. Like I like when people or celebrities or companies are like 
jabbing at each other or just being like fuck you for essentially making trash like yearly trash so mm-hmm. you know yeah. i want to see that more in the, in the future it's a fun moment it's not exactly slapping chris rock but it's it'll do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slapping chris rock you know, the, you know that VH1 show. It's like remember the '90s. That's gonna be on like remember the 2020s. Is Chris Rock oh, getting fucking? God. Let's slept. not remember the 2020s. Okay. Um, one, uh, please. I have I have a problem. I have a bone to pick, and maybe one of you also should have this bone. Why were so many of the trailers have dubstep in it? I know we have dubstep in this show. Dude, it's in the intro. <laughs> but forget about that. <laughs> forget about that. Get the dubstep out of the announcement trailers. It, it's it's all, fucking. It's not just that, dude. But just in general, all a lot of the trailers just seem so exactly the same. Like it, yeah. they really just blend together. Yeah, and it's so, unfortunate, man. Well, that's going to happen is- when you watch that many trailers in a row. But yeah, it, it, all the video game trailers are cut very similarly too. They've got these rapid cuts, these really sweeping dynamic shots, and they're all very vague and sometimes a little misleading. And yeah, if you watch enough of them in a row, uh, they, they're going to all blend together. And they all have the most generic names, it seems like too. Like I can't keep track. That's why Big well, Walk you- really stood out. Sorry, Nick. It did. Yeah. It did. It, re- it actually really did. What, well, what I will say we're going to get to the games later, so we don't need to talk specifics just yet. Oh, Sorry, yeah, one I'm, I'm game gonna... stood out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of games that stood out. Well, stay tuned out. to find out what it is. <laughs> uh, keep listening. Uh, continue. For for those who don't know, um, Bobby has a very like on point stance when it comes to movie trailers and things like that, and I think that also applies to game trailers. Um, I think you watched a video a long time. It's like how to make a movie trailer. And that's why all movie trailers seem the same. I think that's happening with game trailers and it's happening when you put them in short form, when you get a game trailer and it's like two and a half minutes, two minutes long, it changes. You don't have the like all that shit. You just, when it comes to a 30 second, 45 second trailer, dubstep will get people's attention because it is so abrupt. And I think that it's why it's so overused. Exactly. That's another thing is the, the, the tempo changes, the high, like all the, all the different sounds and everything can be changed very quickly when it comes to cuts, when it comes to like long form, you can have orchestral music or jazz or whatever, or whatever complimenting music for your game happens. I think that's why dubstep was so flooding the market when it came to the trailers for the game awards. Mm-hmm. Maybe dubstep is just making a comeback. I don't know. Fuck no! Please, please, no! Dude. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I, I will say this though. I mean, I, Whatever minor complaints people had aside, I do like the fact that there's a lot of representation at the Game Awards, like people from around the world. It took a while for the Oscars to get there. Like we all lost our minds when Parasite won Best Picture. And, you know, it took 100 years for that to happen pretty much. Um, But the Game Awards, like there is a lot of diversity there. I mean, a lot of Japanese because, you know, gaming's huge over there, but also people just from all around the world. I saw and that's Africa nice represented. I don't know about. Oh, uh, I think you know. Funny enough, uh, Prince of Persia actually looks a little bit Persian this time instead of like a blue-eyed <laughs> white guy you know swinging through the like, desert. You know, he doesn't look, look like he's from Milwaukee. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee, Prince of Milwaukee, <laughs> Prince yeah. of fucking. Jeez. Um, as far as like. Uh, you know, some some of us like the music, aka the dubstep. Uh, I don't. I know some people do in the in the universe. But what did you guys think of the orchestra or the medley before the uh, game of the year award? Oh, obviously, I love it, dude. I love the orchestra. 
You know, it's Did, funny. They call them the Game Award Orchestra, but I'm pretty sure that's the uh, the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra because, you know, they obviously do work together. Los Angeles Philharmonic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're great. I thought that was probably the best uh, little thing of this the This is the best night. part. Although I did I, like, I liked the fucking Viking one too, man. I, I thought it, it was, it was pretty yeah. good. It was they, very dude, short. The God, the God of War team always does a great team, a time when uh, a great performance when it comes to music. Um, oh, what that I will was for Senua's sacrifice. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mis- misremembered that one. But as far as the orchestra goes, did you guys see the fucking flute guy? And he was switching switching instruments every like song. That shit was <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. He had a quick select there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like swinging uh, them over his shoulder. I have a what? friend. One thing. Sorry, Amelia. I'm going to. That's right who is a jazz musician. And when I told him that we were going to see the game awards in person, I was super excited about it. He's like, man, I can't watch like video game or movie in-person orchestras anymore because uh, after being a part of a couple, 80% roughly, depending on where you're sitting of what you hear is just background noise blasted through speakers of the track, not played by the orchestra. Oh, and I think especially when it's broadcast, I doubt what we're hearing is a lot of the orchestra. It's probably the background track. I mean, I don't know for sure, uh, but from what he was saying, uh, that's that's kind of so like is. TV magic. Kind of like saying, orchestra right? lip syncing, right? Well, even when we saw the orchestra in person, I heard drums and I looked on stage and there was no drum. There was big bongo drums. But there was like a separate drumming track that was not represented in what people were doing on, and that was kind of disappointing-ish. I was like, eh, they could have probably. Yeah, eh. same thing during the Senua sacrifice. Like that dude uh, was going. Uh, the drum guy was fucking going off, dude. Like he looked like Animal from the Muppets, and mm. I was like, whoa. Who? But I was like, I can't hear it. <laughs> I can't hear his fucking. Do we, do we need to explain Animal from the? <laughs> For I Sniper and his he's a giraffe or something of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> he's a drummer for the Muppets, goddammit. Okay. Oh, Last thing I you... got really is like how did nobody bring up what uh standout year of gaming this was? Is it because they say these things every year? They're like, We had you know, what it doesn't matter. Gaming. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of year we had, they always go, What a great year of gaming, but not like mm-hmm. this was a special year, but nobody I... brought attention to it. I felt he... Here's the thing, dude. I think this year in gaming, when it came to like time and everything, I think the first two thirds of the year was tri- like not a good time. The last third of the year is when everything dropped, everything slapped. You got Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake, like all that shit dropped. Like I think it was September or or August. Like not, nothing really happened in the beginning of this year, and then all the real shit dropped, and they're like, all right. This year's working up. This year's gonna is gonna develop. That's that's why this year's a pretty good. I think um, you. I think you forgot. How, I think we had some early hitters too, but I, I I can't recall them right now. Yeah, no, it was a it was a good year for gaming for sure. And it, it, it some people might say it all. It's always seems like a good year for gaming. That's definitely not true because no. I remember no. like a year or two ago I was like, dude, this year was pretty bad. Not a, not a great year for gaming. Not just I hate that, when but people somebody, say that. Though. Some people have cross-referenced these scores, the scores this year versus others, and it's like the best year in 13 years or something. Oh, yeah, like, like analytically, yeah. it's the best Analytically, years, but, it's the best year. But even years where people are complaining, I'm like, there's so many good games on like, Steam that release every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, 
a crazy mountain amount. Like, yeah, AAA might not just, be the best, but it's what you connect with. Like, if it's if you play some good games and you really like them, but you know, if you're not into certain genres, and you may miss a few that are really good. As All far right. as as far as like missing things that are good, what did you think of like the way they did rapid fire nominations versus like actually having like a performance or a person like walking up on stage and, and introducing the award? How, what did what did you guys think about that? Anything that shortens up the award is a good thing. I mean, really, the ceremony. Well, I thought I could understand both sides of this. It, it's nice to honor people for for their work, and when you don't get to go up there, accept the award, and say a few things, you feel like you're kind of missing out. But at the same time, the the award shows, the Oscars have the same problem. The award show is three and a half hours long, and if you were to take the time to let everyone on stage and give them an award, it would be like six hours long. Not to yeah. mention like all the other stuff. So I mean, it's just. I, I understand why they do it, and it is kind of uh, unfortunate that it has to be that way. What I always focus on is what awards are they doing the rapid fire announcements for? Dude, there were some of them that were like pretty important, like most important action game, and you were like armored horror, and I was like, all right, cool. Is somebody going to yeah. come out and talk about this? And they were like, good nope. job, best good job from game. somewhere. And then the next next best fighting game, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I understand but art I direction. Think, I understand music, maybe. Right. I understand we're gonna start it on art direction. We might game. have to move segments. We might have to move yeah. segments. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll get there soon. Well, we're, let's get there right now. Let's All let's, right, do okay. it. let's let's talk about the awards. Let's light the fire. <laughs> I've got a bumper set up for this. All right, now we're going to Yeah. We're gonna talk about the winners, talk about the losers, talk about the categories. Um obviously Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake two cleaned up. Baldur's Gate three one best game no surprise there well deserved for the most part i felt like the winners were uh, were right were well deserved what's interesting is that i i do think alan wake deserved to win a lot of what it did i've watched a lot of review information and a lot of content information about alan wake i want to play it it seems like a, a work of art baldur's gate I think could have won maybe one or two more awards when it came to like best action game and uh, best strategy game. Um, only because it is a strategy game. You do have to it's not manage an action your, mm-hmm. how's it not an action game, bro? What? It's turn-based combat. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I retract my statement on that one. I officially retract my statement. Uh, okay. You can't like me on fire for that anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but what I will, what I will reiterate is what I said in the beginning of the show or before the show is that Armored Core won Best Action Game. Um, which Dude, that's a fun the, fucking game, right? It's like, so fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, it's a, from software winning a, an award on a year they didn't release, like, you know, an Elden Ring or a, or a Dark Souls is kind of like, you know, oh, That's oh, so shit, pretty cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's a game I want to go back to. Guys, I don't understand Best Art Direction. Can somebody fill me? Like, I, I'm saying this as someone who knows nothing. Alan Wake, I, I looked at it, and I thought, this game is photorealistic and beautiful, but isn't art direction, I just feel like, is it creative? Like, what what I, is this category? So I think art direction runs a couple different categories, right? I think it's not only graphics or, like, graphical style, but what I really think it, it entails is, like, how things interact in the world. Have you ever played Alan Wake, like, the first one no. at all? Or the, 
No. Okay, so like there's very dynamic and inter- like interactions at the way like the levels work and like light and all these other things. And from what I've seen and what I what I've seen as far as like gameplay and like review stuff, it is really dynamic. Like it it is really interesting and it does really have a, a very interesting way to tell the story and and visualize things that are happening. Okay. Um the way like lighting works, the way that colors work and things like that. It's not like it's not like uh, that language game that that Days was talking about a couple months ago, where everything's kind of pastel colors and odd and odd, uh, you know, graphics, but it looks nice. That's not what art direction is. Art direction is like really personifying what the game really makes you feel or makes you interpret while you're playing it, right? And I, I think Alan Wake really does deserve to to get that because it's a lot more dynamic than like Baldur's Gate, for example. There's only three art changes in all of Baldur's Gate when it, when you play it, but Alan Wake, there's a lot of like tones and moods set on different levels in the way that uh, themes change very quickly. Um, I really want to fucking play it. Now, the more we talk about it, the more I want to actually play it. So, Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense then. I feel like I've just been educated because I was kind of surprised that uh, for, when I thought about best art direction, I thought, oh, they're going to go with like a super... Uh, bold stylistic game that took a chance and like kind of broke the mold and then Alan Wake seemed to me as a little bit more typical so okay cool I think it I think they had a best art style award then yeah Alan Wake would have win you know because it's just photorealistic whatever photo most photorealistic game or most unique uh, you know graphically game would win I don't think uh, arts art style is maybe something that would do it would probably be art direction they would probably keep that so art direction i think is another word for best graphics uh i, I think that's, you missed my whole i think oh my you missed God. my whole fucking speech on that buddy well i mean uh, to explain to people who are listening uh, nick you went on a, a very beautiful speech explaining art direction emilio got up to go get a drink during that then just sat down and said just oh, no, just the best for, the, just for those who never <laughs> listen to this podcast by the way this is very very common okay very typical <laughs> very yes. typical yeah yeah, I don't know. Our best art direction. First of all, Alan Wake Two was kind of the um, surprise for me. I didn't really pay attention to that game at all. So to see it win so many awards, um, it's kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Uh, God, the first one was so long ago. But I did don't you know. play the I'm first a, one, Bobby? Very little. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't on out. my radar at all. Literally, like, is it on? It PC? was on my radar. I'm the one that talked about it. So, yeah, is, is it on PC? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a Microsoft game, so yeah, it's on PC. Oh, oh cool. Microsoft, hey. as in it's on Game Pass too. I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I will check right now. But okay. continue, continue talking. I can't wait for Nick to play it. Honestly, like I, I really hey. want Nick to play it. What was there any uh, one any nominations where you guys like? I would bet the the house on this one winning. Like I obviously Baldur's Gate three was gonna. I was like, I would have bet the house on. Baldur's Gate 3 winning. Um, another one was... I can't think of what the other one. There was another one I was set on. But, oh, game of the uh, fighting game. I was like, pretty sure it's going to be Street Fighter. But then, most anticipated, I was floored that it wasn't Hades 2. Just mm, yeah, because how many people played that? But I guess the legions of Final Fantasy uh, players overwhelm, uh, you know, People that's that under, take a chance on never, it, never underestimate the Final Fantasy play. Yeah, yeah, never, yeah, yeah never, mm-hmm. never underestimate the power of Japan. 
Rianne was um, beside me watching, and that's when she stopped watching. She's like, what? And she's like, tell me if anything else interesting happens. <laughs> I, I, I do want to redact my statement and correct it. Uh, Alan Wake 1 was an Xbox exclusive. That's why I thought Alan Wake 2 would also be an Xbox exclusive. Right. It's actually on Epic Games. Um, and it's only forty nine ninety nine. Uh, so pick it up. Um, mm. And no uh, wonder we didn't hear about it or it was yeah, that's radar, why, dude. dude. Epic Games is like a black hole. <laughs> it really is. Unfortunately, yeah. there's been like th- three games that came out and were pretty good, and you just didn't hear about them because yeah. they were on Epic. Um, uh, there was that game. Well, now there's that game. Um, ah, geez, I can't think of the other ones. But there, yeah, yeah there was. Yeah, it, it does happen. Happens. Yeah. Um, I I think we're all not surprised and pleased that cyberpunk 277 uh, 2077 won best ongoing game typically that award goes to something like fortnite you know one of these games as a service but they've been putting in a lot of work in cyberpunk 2077 and it's nice to see some recognition because the game had a really rough launch but we all knew it was going to be good we knew they'd pull it around I think they're pulling a, a a No Man's Sky, right? Where like No Man's Sky launched, yeah. it was caca, and then now it's one of the best games, exploration games of all time. Mm, um, okay, all right. I'm just. Have no, you played updated No Man's Sky? <laughs> it's very popular. It's, I mean, it's don't, don't, don't play it now. It's, we got to pick our battles dead. on this episode. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Can, um, we can agree that it's much better than it was at launch. For exp- sure. especially uh, yes, very much. Yeah. but what. Well, another another surprising uh, like moment was that, and you guys might not know too much about esports and things like that. Was that Valorant won best esports game, but best esports player and best esports event was won by League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I think as 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 bad as this for me to say, and even though I play League of Legends and I played a lot of Valorant as well, I think it's really mind you, they're both being made by the same company. I think it's very weird that they kind of like baby handed them like Valorant best esports game because like. You guys don't watch the League of Legends World Series. You guys don't keep up with esports, but I do. And so, like, this guy, his name's Faker. He's been playing the game for essentially since launch. Is the best player in the world and continues to be the best player, even though teams are signing 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds because they have these freakish reaction times. But this old motherfucker (laughs) from Korea is still whooping ass, dude, for SKT. That's awesome. Is he, like, 30? No, um, I think he's twenty seven or twenty six. Yeah. Fucking yeah, old, which is ancient in the fucking esports world. <laughs> Get by the way, him out of there! Get him out of there! Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that they weren't like, just let League of Legends take it all. Like, because if, if you never watched a League of Legends intro or a League of Legends like, um, performance for the world for the world like, uh, the World Series, essentially, it is. It is amazing. Like it, it is a whole production value. They have bands. They have virtual bands. They have all kinds of effects. And it's like, I understand why that won best uh, best event, yeah. but but why didn't it win best esports game? Like it's still one of the number one games being played live today. So yeah, yeah it's, it seems odd. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I'm not in touch with esports, so I'll trust you on that. But I do always find it ridiculous when they read the um, the screen names for the best esports player or the coach. And I always, I, I know they've re- rehearsed this and they know exactly how to pronounce it. But I just want to see like some old man from like ESPN try to pronounce all these weird screen names that these guys have. Dude, Robert you say underscore it was digital. That's fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> Dude, my favorite was when he was. 
when they would try to announce like uh like a uh, fucking uh, ultimate frisbee team names, they'd be like, "This is the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs," and then we have the individual team of the carpet beavers and then like they would just they would be so confused it just reminds me like the the video game awards definitely reminds me of that like how some some of the announcers and some of the presenters are definitely out of touch yeah but what you were what you just said there in your joke where it was actually words robert digital is actually two words like what this popular thing to do these days i feel like with esports players is to make words out of all sorts of random characters and letters or letters and numbers and uh it's, <laughs> give us an example of, bobby give us an example okay. give, us your top, <laughs> give us your top three most hated usernames one of them in the list was like ecstasy but it was like Oh yeah. X Q Z Z T C Z Z something or other. I don't know. Okay. Then, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Bobby, you know the presenter dude was like, how do you pronounce this? Dude. And then he put like in parentheses ecstasy next to it. He's like, there we go. This is easy. <laughs> if they if they use their real names, nobody would have known who they're talking about. This well, it would, it would be difficult it. for a few reasons. Uh, number one, like uh, the younger crowd that think that's cool. And yeah, I did too when I was young, but you know, you get old and you're just like, that's, stupid but the other thing is too uh, when they're shout casting it's kind of hard to difficult or difficult to pronounce people's names um i maybe use their last name or or something like i, I don't know i think they've it's kind of ingrained in these the casting now so i don't know it'd be kind of a hard th- it's never gonna change i've just accepted it whatever dude we we call our entire listenership by their screen names i think yeah just it's like old- we call you could be an old grump McGee, dude. Like you just got <laughs> it. It's a lot. It's a lot better than it's for for those who don't know. There's a very popular League of Legends moment in history where he goes quadra kill for Hooney. It's a lot better than that than quadra kill for Derrickson. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just it just it's a little bit more off the off the off the cuff. But yeah. anything um, else as far as like winners go that you guys want to talk about? Yes, we need to talk about. Fucking Baldur's Gate 3 and how uh, when he went up to accept the award, he was wearing the same armor that he wore when the game was first announced four years ago. I got it in my newsletter. I got the Larian Gazette on my newsletter. I clicked it. I watched the video. I was like, oh, this is cool. They're working on Baldur's Gate 3. That same armor he wore to accept. I mean, just a lifetime of work, and the armor just like personifies that story for me. I thought that was pretty cool. Also, it almost didn't make it to the Game Awards, apparently. Some other guy was bringing it. His plane got delayed, and they had to get him like another plane, like rerouted. Yeah, they shared some of it on Twitter. I was like, oh, that would have been shit. (laughs) For those who don't know, it is plate armor, so it is quite cumbersome and quite hard to put together and ship. Um, Yeah. I've told this story before, and I. I, I like telling it. It's almost. I was at a convention and Larian Studios was there, and they were. It was right before. Uh, was three games ago. What is that game? Um, come on, just said one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so you know they're trying to promote it. They have a guy playing the loot. They have a guy drawing. Uh, sketches of characters in real time and they have hay bales and they're trying to zero people in their whole zero nobody is even interested dude so i go in there and i was like talking to everybody i talked to the fucking devs and it it was like a a little mini fucking thing just for me because nobody else was in there it was great (laughs) and uh it's so funny to like 
there was a point that these guys had to try to get attention with like extra stuff. And now it's just, you know, they're on top of the world. It's, it's great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see somebody, you know, that that's the equivalent of a band handing out mixtapes out of a car, you know, and you see them at a small booth trying to get attention to fucking game of the year. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It was. Go ahead, buddy. I was going to say there was something I was a little confused about. So they had a category for best independent game and another one for best debut indie game. And I wasn't too sure on the difference between these two. It's pretty obvious, right? It's uh, the debut indie is their first game. I think that's what it is. I I think it's like a a, a company or developers' first ever game that they're they're showing off versus a game a company that. Comes out with any games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm wondering why they split it into two categories. And I have a theory. This is my theory is that with the whole uh, Dave the Diver not being deserved uh, or not being allowed in the uh, best independent game, or some people saying that it shouldn't be, maybe they wanted another category to give smaller companies a chance. And that was why they have the debut game. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, that's probably what I it can is. see some of that spread. It. Well, either way, having two categories does spread the indie love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, and I'm, they I'm, had I'm that all for last year though. Uh, Stray won last year's best debut indie game, which I thought was also was a great game. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how many total categories they have. I, I'm wondering if it's more than the Oscars. Seems like a lot, but. I, you guys probably didn't notice this too, and it's something I just caught like by chance. But when the Pizza Tower devs were on screen when they were announcing the winners, they or they announced the winners, and it looks like they were relieved that they didn't win. Like one of them turns to each other and like just makes an expression. I was like, I feel like they didn't prepare a speech or something. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Play it back. Let me know. But okay, uh, interesting. Just, <laughs> um, yeah. What, I do have another question when it comes to like nominations and wins. Was there any game that kind of like because it won or because it kind of got like a nomination, like it makes you want to play it besides Alan Wake? For example, like uh, Resident Evil 4 VR. I'm looking for VR games to fucking play right now. And it is a meta quest, you know, title. Is there anything for you guys that kind of, you know, jog the memory, not VR wise, but like any kind of game that you're interested in playing now because it got nominated or it won? Pikmin 4, because I don't fucking understand how it won Best Strategy. And last year, Mario Sparks of Hope uh, won Best Strategy. So I'm like, I got to play these fucking Nintendo titles that are like sweeping Best Strategy. Are they really that good? I think you're going to be disappointed. Keep in mind, this is the the gaming awards. It's not the PC gaming awards. And it seems kind of weird that like strategy games are typically associated with the PC. But when you open it up to... Uh, to all consoles then the word it's not even strategy it's strategy slash something right oh it's strategy says the sim Sim. so so here's my thing right the amount of people that are going to play city skylines versus the amount of people that are going to play super mario rpg yeah Mm -hmm. is a in a men's difference yeah and that definitely comes into a account when it comes to giving out an award absolutely like Can better than than uh city skylines 2 i don't think so but should you play pikmin 4 
it's really fun and it's really like fun to watch. It's a comedic game. Like you're throwing little flower people at other people and like, no, I do want to play. I I legitimately do want to play it. Like I want to see why these Nintendo games keep winning because maybe there is a cool strategy, you know, thing that I'm not seeing because I'm on the PC. Nintendo games. (laughs) Nintendo (laughs) games. Nintendo games are good, dude, for sure. They, they're at the game awards every year. They, they're solid, games they they understand nintendo games understand the assignment it's like have people have fun with these controllers in their hands and don't complicate things yeah uh, nintendo games are different though they're very family oriented and they're very accessible so coming from a pc gaming standpoint you may be a little disappointed but that's okay i mean you can hate play it and then tell us why it's terrible hate play it yeah (laughs) um do you have a switch sniper that's what I was going to yes. say. You could probably get a used one pretty cheap. This nowadays. Switch. Oh, I don't know if I can say. Uh, yes, we do have a Switch here. In this you can't household. say what, dude, that you bought it from a it's drug a famous, dealer. Like, it, no, it's a famous Switch. It's a fi- You might have seen it. You at took the it Game from Awards. a DLG con? No, it's a famous Switch. All, all I'm going to say. It's Rianne's Switch. It has a little smiley face on the back, and uh, it's been featured. Anyways. <laughs> Are you oh, not allowed sure. to talk about that? I don't think you said so. NBA? Oh, okay. All right. All right. I won't press it. I don't know what All you're right. talking about. All right. Oh, well, we'll explain later. It, it is kind of a famous switch. Um, do we have anything more to talk about with the winners, or should we move on to the announcements? Because there were a lot of announcements. There's a lot of announcements. I mean, I think we all agree, right? Baldur's Gate was a good choice. I mean, nothing was a super shock. And so, uh, yeah, I yeah. think we can move on. Yeah. N- Nintendo think, didn't clean up for once, or like yes, game, I was so. very happy that that did not yeah. happen because when what? Breath of the Wild just fucking took everything, I was I was just like, what the? Come on, man! How yeah. how does Breath of the Wild get best in the game? <laughs> <laughs> best esport game? What the fuck? <laughs> I think uh, I think one thing I do want to say when it involves like uh, Baldur's Gate and stuff, right? There's not many games that makes me want to start my seventh playthrough of it, you know, and that's why it definitely deserves to win game of the year. So, all right, you know, Divinity uh, one or two never had a DLC, right? They only ever had the free DLC. Which one? Uh, Destiny two. It, I mean, uh, Divinity two. It, it had some stuff that changed the um, the starting area. It also made it that it was like skippable. And yeah, they yeah, also yeah. They it, upgraded like, the game. Like, but I don't. It's it wasn't like edition, a, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe Baldur's Gate three is so big that they will do DLC. Hopefully they will. They just added like two hours worth of shit to the game. Yeah, I remember you was talking about yeah, last epilogue, episode. Yeah. But, uh, right. Let's talk about announcements. Game announcements. So there were quite a few of them this year. Um, the finals got released, not not announced, but released during the show. Um, Christian, you seem to have a, a, a sixth sense for this because you, as soon as the trailer started playing, you went online to check and see if, um, if the game had been released on steam and sure enough, it had. And we're talking about 1.0, right? Is that what we're talking about? 1.0. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a free to play title that's been in beta for so long. Oh no, no, no. That I, I wasn't smart. I didn't put this together. What I did see is on Twitter, uh, Jeff Keeley shared, uh, like a three second video of him opening a pop and that pop is the fake sponsor in the finals. Mm. He was like in his hotel room. So I was like, they're spending, that must've cost them so much money. They're spending a lot of cash. I bet you to maximize, they're going to, 
it's going to release right as soon as the final segment is over. So I feel yeah. like every year we have a little thing that goes, you can play right now. You know, like, yeah. well, there was a, there was a couple awesome. of those. Yeah, there was like, like um, DLC. Uh, the, what is it called? The Fortnite uh, Rocket Racing. It's like, this is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> or uh, God, or of God of War is, is like coming out next week. Next week, and yeah. you're like, "What the? All right, cool." You know, Nick. We're, we're, okay, so what were you thinking when you saw Kratos, or did you know about I was, this? I did not know about this, but here's the thing that may raise your little fuzzy ears. Um, it's a roguelike. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was like, oh, that's sweet, man. That is really cool. It's kind of like what Remnant did. They just added. Ro- it's so easy. If you have the assets already built, you, all you're doing is changing up the mechanics. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a little bit. That's of all you do. That's all, yeah, that's all you do. <laughs> you do. Give, a, give a little dab, a little dabble, do you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little randomness, a little weirdness. Yeah. But talking about randomness and weirdness and seeing a little bit of new shit, what did you guys think of? Uh, Hellblade 2 getting some gameplay like actually seeing some shit from the game instead of like a cinematic trailer that was kind of mixed with gameplay this is what I thought about it um, so I was a huge Hell, Hellblade 1 um, fan I tried to give it game of the year that year but I got shut down um, so I'm really looking forward to the second one um, it, it's, a, it's a small like uh, complaint my complaint is it showed a lot of action and the first game was like 10%, 8% action. The rest of it was like puzzles. And if you don't know what it is, it's like, uh, I don't know what like just above cave people is called. It's like the next level up, but like that's what you're playing as like the very settlement age. Yeah. I guess like settlements, like small, small villages and stuff. And um, that you're playing as a woman and she has, um, like psychosis, she's bipolar, and, she's and bipolar, bipolar or she's, like multiple personalities going on. Yeah, schizophrenic, of, schizophrenic, yeah. And you're playing as her, and you know your other inside thoughts are like almost like people. They're whispering doubts in your ear all the time, and sometimes they they encourage you to do bad things and stuff. And um, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy psychological game, and I love it for that. And on, in this second trailer, they were really pushing the action. And either they're going to go all action, which I doubt, but more likely than not, I think that's the way you sell the game. Because mm-hmm. how can you sell nine, nine, hours, nine hours of like psychological puzzles? You can't. I, I, I think the other thing is that if you notice a lot of the action was one-on-one dual combat or like a, a little bit of a frantic movement stuff, I think that kind of stuff really does get people's eye, right? It's like, oh, this lady is chopping up this dude with like a goat's head on his head and then all this other stuff. It's like, when it comes to an advertising sense, you're very much correct. Like, who the fuck is going to buy a game when it's nine hours of puzzles? Unless you're a puzzle player game. But when you it comes to... You guys are really to, breaking down this trailer. I mean, I, I liked it a lot. Look, I, I played the first one for a, like a small amount of time, but the second one seems a lot better. Uh, See, I didn't I, play the first one, so like I, I don't know. They kind of washed over me, but you guys obviously are really into it. The the first trailer, um, there was like a giant man. Half of, half his body was like crawling on the beach, and they were all working together to kill it. I, that I was like, okay, cool. Like I don't. I'm so super confused. 
I don't know what any of this means, but it looks awesome. And I was very happy with that trailer. And then this year, it was just like an action hack and slash. And I was like, that's like, she's not a warrior, but I don't the know. La- the launch we'll day trailer is going to be like <laughs> sacrifice uh, dubstep. It can be like dab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody being lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of confusing trailers or interesting trailers, what did you guys think of OD, the uh, Hideo Kojima game? That's being developed with Jordan Peele. I think we're waiting for you to tell us what we should think. Yeah, what should I think? You're, yeah. you're the guy. No, stop! It's it. Um, for those who don't know, uh, PT was a previous uh, horror game that was supposed to be um, released by Hideo Kojima. It involved um, the guy from Walking Dead, a couple of other celebrities, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, they uh, because it didn't get released, they had to shift Guillermo del Toro onto the team for Death Stranding. Um, and Norman Reedus onto that team as well. However, what I will say is that it is interesting that it's a, it's a Xbox exclusive or a Microsoft exclusive. Um, but the second thing that I want to say about it is that the way they did the trailer without showing any gameplay, they just showed the actors doing the voices, the actors doing the, it, it's just voice warm up lines that they're, that they're reading. Like it's like how you warm up your voice to be able to do motion capture and things like that. You do a lot of different range movements in your mouth to be able to do those voices to those to those to do those lines. Um, just that to captivate people was really interesting. Um, Jordan Peele is one of the greatest horror movie uh, slash um, social. Um, how do I say this? Bringing up social light uh, for issues on the modern day, right? For those who haven't seen Get Out, for those who haven't seen Us, for those who haven't seen uh, some of the other Jordan Peele movies. Go on. Not just that, but he has uh, his Monkey Paw Studios does a lot of stuff, dude. It's like um, he's promoting a lot of like uh, black created um, content, and it's just kind of like a lot of creepy stuff. Because I've listened to a podcast that produced the by Monkey Paw Studios was also um, so I'm I'm guessing it's Monkey Paw Studios that's uh, helping them out with this. Uh, he also said that there's a bunch of other like famous people that are being involved like, being yeah. involved as well like well the thing is like Hideo Kojima is always one of those weird guys they'll start posting shit on social media and you're like what's going on here like he posted more images of Mads Mikkelsen he posted a bunch of other images with more like celebrities and they're like are these people involved in OD PT okay I've played a lot of horror games in my life I like horror games when they're good and they're made well PT was 20 minutes long I didn't sleep that night and I didn't sleep the next night after it that's how fucking scary it was it is one of for those for those who don't know it released it was removed from the PlayStation store after about 2 months people were paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to buy a PS I mean to buy a PlayStation with it still on it because if you had a PlayStation and you connected it to the internet and PT was still on there it would deactivate the actual ability to play it so people were paying high amounts of money to be able to experience this that's how that's how good a 12 minute 20 minute demo was of just this interaction can you play it on pc no you can't that's no no i mean maybe i don't know like you can find some maybe like some some rip or something but it dude there's moments in that and just that like i said 12 it felt like a fucking pizza hut demo that changed my goddamn life for those who don't know pizza hut used to release demos like six demos on a disc and send them out with pizzas 
Dude, I would I played this shit. I was like, why is there a fetus in the sink right now? And then there's somebody <laughs> like some lady changed chasing me and about to rip my fucking brains out. Why is the phone ringing and there's somebody looking at me from the banister above? His games and his trailers, especially when it comes to horror, make you always ask for more or ask what is going on, and it makes you want to progress. When I play Resident Evil or when I play like an actual horror game like uh, Outlast, it's scary, but I'm not like, why is this all happening? Like, what is this thing? Like, what what are those things? I'm just progressing to be scared. Um, but did any of you guys have any emotional reaction to OD or the trailer or anything like that? I'm I was so like sorry getting that I a didn't. drink or something or yeah I, I was fucking uh, hate you guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I will say the mocap was very intense. You could it yeah. almost looked like human people. Um you no, that, that, those are human people. That those are the actors being recorded for the mocap. So that Di- so, but yeah, but that was a digital representation of it's mocap, right? Yeah, so yeah. So one one thing that they, it's not they, film they, on skin, it's mocap. Yeah. It's the mocap of the mocap. I mean, it's the it's the result of the mocap, which is interesting because I don't know if you guys seen very much of Death Stranding or you guys um, seen like how he does mocap. He boasts about how good the mo- like the abilities of his mocap and things like that are. So it it'll be interesting to see the end result. I I know I love the guy and I love his game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be picking it up day one. So. He's got a lot of fans, a lot of. <clears throat> very uh zealous fans so i feel like he could pretty much do anything at this point and people would go nuts um but i don't know it just looked like his usual weird stuff to me but i'm There's sure a new, love it. he's had new media type like a new form of media uh, i mean that's what the imper- interpreter yeah, said a, but, that's what artists always say yeah <laughs> i mean we're the, redefining the genre <laughs> yeah creating a new genre of video games which delivery video game that involves like fucking otherworldly beings destroying you know craters of the world is kind of new i guess um but any any big trailers that you get, like hit a chord with you guys or anything like that blade motherfucker when i saw blade i was so fucking i was like yes <laughs> like why dude like where's that come from I love Blade. I don't know. I just watched it as a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and it's just one of my uh, one of my like core memories is like watching Blade at like three a.m. in the morning and like keeping the sound down to like one or two and trying to turn the brightness down on the computer and being like, yeah, vampires and like blood raves and like yeah. So. Dude, that blood <laughs> rave is still one of the greatest scenes. It's so good. It's I fantastic. love that. It's on par with Matrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, dude, I love the Blade series, and when I saw, I, funny enough, I didn't see it live, but what I did see it was on Instagram, and like people were kind of like, "Oh, check out Blade," and like it was like a reaction of like popular African American influencers reacting to Blade, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're making a Blade game." <laughs> I think it's complimented the fact that they're making a Blade movie as well with Mahershala Ali. So it'd be yeah. Yeah, big year for Blade. He's coming back. Um, I, the game looks cool. I mean, I like the idea of Blade. I, that movie back in like, what, 99? It holds up really well. I rewatched it maybe two years ago, and I was amazed at how well like the fight choreography holds up. Even, um, I, I mean, you know, the special effects, maybe not so much, but still pretty good. Like, it's a solid movie, man. And I think 
like he's a Marvel character technically. So yeah, I think they're going to try to bring him back in the Marvel universe. But oh yeah, there's know. a movie slated. That's why. Um, so this got announced, and Sam's like, "Isn't that a weird cut?" And I was like, "There's a movie coming out next year." So I think yeah. uh, this is part of that whole movement. Um, let's go around the table. Uh, what was everybody's favorite announcement? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, obviously, barely a fucking announcement. But okay. There, there really wasn't anything that I was that excited for. There were some things that looked cool, like Pony Island 2. All right, that could be interesting. Rise of the Golden Idol, um, that could be good. But And the Dave the Diver DLC, sure. Like I, I've been looking for an excuse to go back to that game. But nothing where I was just like, oh, my God, this is – I can't no, wait for that. No love for Light No Fire at all? Light No Fire was the most impressive things I saw, seeing I saw last night. Yes, they all looked the same, but – one looked better than the others, you know. It was the shiniest of all the things I thought. I'm excited for uh, Light No Fire. I think with the that with their experience of No Man's Sky and them saying yeah. they're gonna like be on this game for the next ten years, like yeah, it's probably gonna be one of the best games ever. Like if if not on launch, then eventually. So that's exciting. Like, I think I think that's the dangerous thing though. It's like do you make it like No Man's Sky where you wait two and a half years to make it good? Or do you do you put it out at the at the gate? Me? No, no. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I think maybe, but maybe not. We'll see. Well, listen, dude. If they can eventually wrangle in and kind of control building an infinite universe, if they can make one planet, it, sh- it should be pretty good. Uh, that's my guess. I don't know. <laughs> my my other thing is that I'm I'm surprised that I don't see Bobby yeah. jumping up and down and ready to punch somebody over Skull and Bones. You love pirate games, bro. Like what, what's going on here? Uh, Skull and Bones look good, and I signed up for the beta. Um, it is going to be on Epic, I think, because I had to sign up for it there. But here's the thing: like it's going to be competing in the same space as sea of thieves right and that's a tough game to compete against because that's really cornered the market on adventure pirate games so i'm going into it with just an open mind and we'll see but yeah i i I could play a little bit of it and be like nah sea of thieves did you did you Uh, play assassin's creed black flag mm -hmm. it's the only one i ever beat i love that one it's Uh, it's it's the best one in my opinion but go on uh it's a little I'm I'm thinking Skull and Bones is a little more serious than I mean. There's room for both. There's room for a cartoon one, and there's some room for a sweaty one. I I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like Skull and Bones. You see them use like the mortars and the different gauges of cannons and things like that for different types of damage types, and so that that really piques my interest. I liked Sea of Thieves. I played it since the launch. I played it when the major update. And I made I played it even now, and like I like the game, but I want a sweaty. 8v8 fucking pirate game like i want a game where it's like hey jimmy you're on repairing shit you know billy you're on reloading the cannons like guns of icarus for pirates basically no see here's the thing man people think sea of thieves is very casual the competitive is very competitive Competitive. it's very it gets real serious real quick like when I was really into Sea of Thieves, I started watching streams and getting down the tactics. And like, it's uh, it's a lot more competitive than most people think because they spent like a little bit of time in Sea of Thieves doing like single player stuff or uh, you know just PVE things. But it it has that as far as like graphics, yeah, it's still very cartoony, so it, it gives that appearance. But I don't know. I mean, 
I'll, I'll see what see skull and bones has to offer, but I, I, I don't, it was weird when you were going down that rabbit hole of strategy. Cause you also developed that pirate accent for like 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get out of it. And <laughs> I was, I was really worried about you and you know, your girlfriend sent me a picture. You were trying on different eye patches. Anyways, I just kind of wanted to, I'm glad you've returned from that. You know, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think the other thing is that, when it comes to Sea of Thieves, you have like the Kraken, you have the the skull ships, you have all this other shit that kind of happens. Like I think people want like a legit, you know, colonial era ship uh combat game, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know don't what know. you're talking about, Nick. But like because Bobby, I think what he's talking about is like yeah, I, you're using a blunderbuss, you don't have to aim that well to shoot people in that game uh, uh, like the skill the skill level is not what it is in counter-strike is what i'm saying if you got a little bit of counter-strike and you put it into sea of thieves maybe you get skull of bones is what i'm saying i don't even know what that means man <laughs> counter-strike plus sea of thieves equals skull of bones okay <laughs> I, I like that there's I like a buy that. section you're buying Dude. fucking muskets <laughs> i mean especially i love that I'm... math equation <laughs> I, I think it makes sense <laughs> that's that's this fucking episode Bobby, Here, here's the finals. Ter- the finals, yes. The finals getting blasted on Steam for slowing the game down. I, I'm just reading verbatim from what you've written here. I just watched a video where the CSGO devs talk about how they art- manually minused everyone's ping by 50 because people were complaining. And then they got like great reviews and great feedback yeah. from the community. But nothing changed. Yeah. You know? So in the finals, they said here? that the finals said that they haven't changed anything. At all. Yeah. So the complaint was that people thought they had slowed the game down. And in fact, they didn't change anything at all, except for uh, they outlined it in the article on PC Gamer. Um, they changed a little bit of the animations and uh, some other things. I can't remember what, but they didn't slow the game down. It was just perception is a very powerful thing, apparently. And people thought that it was changed. So it was getting review bombed. But yeah, it's perception. And it's also follow the leader like, oh, yeah. I should be mad too if that guy's yeah, mad. Yeah, people bandwagon a lot yeah. on that. I think I think yeah. when you have betas, when you have beta games and you have releases, people always complain about either a minor change or a perceived change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very easy to hate on a game more than like it. Yeah, I think a, after a big patch, people are looking for problems more than they sure. are looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by the way, uh, just throwing it out there, I know I'm the worst one to show up for these things. We should all play the finals one night. I played it for like three or four hours one day one day and it's so fun it's so fun i've been having a lot of fun too yeah it's the perfect game to just um the skill ceiling is probably high but to understand everything you have to do takes like two or three minutes you know like you can hop in have Mm -hmm. a great time pretty easily so that's a good game easy to learn hard to master so not a bad doesn't sound too bad and i didn't realize it was from dice i i didn't realize it was those guys um from the the guys who brought you or something like that from some X dice developers, I think Bobby, I don't know if you know this too, but there's like small, medium and large builds. So you got your like fast little scout guy and you also have your like run through walls with a sledgehammer guy. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it really mixes up the, the gameplay as well. Yeah. I'd be down to check it out. I think some people in our discord were playing it today. In fact, Um, there were a few games. There was like a lot of nostalgia in in these game announcements too. So a couple of things, number one, uh, brothers, tale of two sons getting a remake. I'm not sure that it really needed a remake, but here we are 10 years later and it's just a, looks like a graphical upgrade well, to it. 
This is what I'll say about that. I, it kind of reminds me of um, what just happens with Hopo Games with Risk of Rain. So the guy makes the game on Game Maker, uh, smash hit Risk of Rain 1, makes Risk of Rain 2, gigantic hit, takes the money from that, and probably goes back and does everything he couldn't do with Risk of Rain 1 all over again. You know what I mean? And now Risk of Rain 1 is so much better because it took some of the things from 2 plus all, you know, it's not just one guy anymore. So yeah, but you know what type of game Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons is like. I don't think it's something that you really remake. Imp- yeah, I mean, it's it, first of all, what I read is it's just a graphical update. Um, I I don't know if that's speculative or not. Maybe it'll be more than that. But it it's just a um, like kind of a walking simulator adventure game. I don't know if there's anything, it, and it's mostly about the story, which is a very powerful story. But I don't know if like there's the guy felt there was something missing in the game. He needed to go back and correct. Well, if you update the graphics on a walking sim, that I mean, that's half of it, right? I, I feel like, and it's been a long, it's been long enough where younger people are not going to pick up the original game. Just it's, it's not going to be on the yeah. radar. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with it. it. The same thing with World of Goob too. I was like, yeah, we all love that game, however long ago it came out, but our are people really going to be that interested in playing it again or playing a, a sequel that looks like it's basically the same thing, but more levels? World of Goo was the first game that I saw that like blew up on Steam and then you saw it on mobile and then you saw it on tablets and then it was just everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it and I'll probably like the sequel too. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Physics um, games. Um <laughs> You, you know, you brought up an interesting point, uh, Bobby, or like about two minutes ago. Um, games being made by ex-developers kind of, you know, standing out and uh, kind of bringing a light to the show. What did you guys think of Exodus? The uh, the game being made by ex-Bioware developers. It looks very Mass Effect-y. It had that really uh, emotional trailer. Dude, Whoosh. I it just yeah. washed right over me. <laughs> like, I, was... I saw that trailer and I was like, what the fuck? Dude, it, 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 it was it like... Didn't care. <laughs> It was one of the games that there were a few of these during during the game awards, but it was like somebody typed in generic video game into AI and it spit that out. I was just like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> it you looks you like- know what's interesting is that I have the same feeling you two do until I heard it was the people from Bioware and the people that made Mass Effect. It's I'm always like, the people from something, dude. <laughs> ah, I, I get that little like you know that little that little dab of acid, the little body of Christ on my tongue. I'm like, man, maybe I like, keep an eye on this. You know what I'm <laughs> No, for sure. Yeah, I, okay. I, there was a little something there, dude. Because when when I was doing my notes, I'm I'm gonna put this one on the announcements, and I was like, eh, no, somebody else will. Um, I think it might be good. I mean, who knows? Um, I I did put this is in my show notes. I know we already talked about it, but I says I want to know big walk, know it like a man knows a woman. Like I <laughs> because I don't know what it is. But I, but I know but I want it. <laughs> but I know I want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the music for that trailer, I, I watched it again right before, the, uh, right before doing the show. And I was like, this is such a bold, whimsical, I fucking love it, dude. Like, I want to play the game. Uh, what a good way to um, set the tone for what the game is going to be. Well, know? it's the second game from the devs that made Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. This is my guess, guys. This is what I extrapolated from uh, the trailer. Was um, Bobby? What's the name of the game we can never remember? That was by jo- Jonathan Blow, where you're on an island solving puzzles. 
Oh, yeah, I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, hey, it was the something. The whatever, whatever. You're on an island solving puzzles. There's nothing more to it. Uh, this looks like a multiplayer. Uh, place. The witness. The witness. It seems like you're a multiplayer goofy band of weirdos that are going from uh, place to place solving puzzles that are group based. That's what I got from it, but I don't know. And it's going to be a great yeah, it, time when we all play it together. I'm going to bond yeah. with each of you. <laughs> it, se- it seems like very much a per- like a perception puzzle game mixed with a team based puzzle game. Like it, it definitely checks a lot of the puzzle boxes, right? They they make it so that the camera's zoomed out, you know, eighty feet, and you guys are crossing a bridge, or you guys are in a small room trying to figure out these these picture puzzles. I think what it might be, in all honesty, is a game that's like Lethal Company, where you don't play with Discord on, but instead you play with like uh, you play uh, with the uh, proximity proximity chat. Um, so if that's the case, if they make a puzzle game like that, that'll be really fun. That'll be really interesting. I'll check uh, it out. Pony Island 2 Panda Circuit. Is there really a Pony Island 1? No, right? This is a game within a game, right? This is just. No, there's a Pony Island 1. Yeah. Is there? Mm hmm. By yeah, the same a, guy? Yeah, it was the guy that made Inscription. Oh, I didn't know uh, this. Yeah, that was like his. I, I don't know if it was his first game, but that was like, I feel like his first big hit. And yeah, it's like really weird and out there. And I, I haven't played it, but I hear it's very good. What I got from this was just like a game inside of a game. It looks like you're just like Inscription was. It looks like yeah. you're playing some sort of really low res game, and that has effects in the outside world. Yeah, yeah, that one could be good. That one, uh, I, I got to go back and play Pony Island one, but the second one does look good. Here, here's a wild prediction: Harmonium the Musical. I feel like it plucked everybody's heartstrings, but I feel like that game's not going to do well and we're just going to forget about it. That was the oh, one about the deaf yeah. girl. Here's we're not even going to hear about it, dude. It's, it's not even going to pop up again. I don't really? think. Really? Like, oh, that game came out in March? What? Like, like, yeah. Um, was there any game that like was premiered or showed where you're like, another one of these at all? For me, it was like the Dragon Ball fighting game. But here's the thing. As the, the fighting game nerd slash Dragon Ball nerd, um, there's a series of fighting games of Dragon Ball games that are known as uh, Budokai games, which follow a very different format. Than That's what this one. is, right? That's what this is. And so, like, think about 2012, 2011, all your cousins coming over, or friends, whatever you got. For me, it was cousins. Um, everybody's beating the shit out of each other physically and in-game because of this Dragon Ball fighting game. And that's what this one is. is it's another one of those. Was there anything that you, you guys were like, wait, another one of these is coming out? Or like this sort of game is also coming out? Like, isn't the market flooded with these? Mm, video games in general? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. The Jurassic Park survival trailer, I feel like everybody was excited because it's Jurassic Park. We all love we all love dinosaurs. But Hell the yeah, trailer yeah. was just like, like way too cinematic. It was just like, where's the game at? I, I don't yeah. know. I was like, what are they doing? I they're was, remaking the scene from the movie, but they're not? I like, yeah. I, I don't know. I was very skeptical about that one. Do you, do you think, do you guys think that a, a, a true Jurassic Park game would be one where you're like hunting dinosaurs? Or like, that would, would that reach audiences best? Or would it be like a survival game, sort of like Ark, where maybe you can try to tame some species of dinosaurs? Like, would, would it be a movie based game where you're running, away, running around and you're, 
uh, one of the characters from the movies. What do, what do you no, guys think dude. is like the best the best Jurassic Park game platform or like mode? Honestly, I feel like the building your own park. What was that Jurassic yeah. World Evolution? Like that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, those are good. It, it, probably the most like accessible uh, type of sim strategy game like that that I've seen. But I don't know. I, I don't want to go on a tangent down <laughs> down that road. Um, bunch of Sega remakes announced. Not sure yeah. how I feel about that. Like, I like the trailer. I like they brought back the whole like screaming Sega at the very last second. Um, that Sega! was, a, yeah, that was classic. That's like <laughs> Super Nintendo play it loud, like back in those days. Um, but I, I loved all those games, but I'm like, I don't want, really want to play them again. And they've already remade a lot of them, like Streets of Rage. So I, I don't know. I, we'll see how, how good those turn out. But yeah, that and then the last thing kind of that jumped out to me was Windblown. And that just looked like a multiplayer Hades kind of. And it's from the developers of Dead Cells. So I, I feel like that could be something really cool. Yeah, I feel like that one is a deep cut that like our community especially is going to be super hyped about and, and watching. But I do feel like, you know, niche to almost everyone else probably who's watching this show. Like maybe this one is just for us kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, windblow. Yeah, it, just because of death, they've been working so hard on dead cells. Does it make them like they're actually pretty good developers? They've just been focusing so hard. So I think I really think that they're going to take that experience and apply it to this new game. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, just because that dead cells pedigree, man. They they got the system down. If they made dead cells multiplayer. I think it'd be a runaway hit. Sick. Anything, anything else as far as announcements goes that really caught your guys' eye? For me, it was obviously Space Marine being announced for September, but anything else? Yeah. I, where is my... Um, I had one thing that I want to put on, that I had a man crush on that African dude that talked about his dad dying. Oh, yeah. No, that was yeah, a super for, cool story. So f- So first of all, the story was awesome. His accent was awesome. His attire was incredible dude I, like it like had taste of africa taste of america i was like shit this dude looks on point um and then i saw the game and i was like uh it didn't look bad it looks like ori in the blind forest but it doesn't look as good as ori is in the life forest and we're talking about like fucking many years later so um i mean may- maybe action wise it looks a little better um graphically it did not uh, I just hope the game does well, and I hope they price that game correctly. Like, if that game is over twenty dollars, it's not gonna it's not gonna sell tons of copies. Uh, but I wish it all the luck. Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap on the game awards, guys. It's guess that sound. There's forty five dollars in the pot. We're adding $5 every week. You out there listening get to guess a sound. I'm going to play it right now. Uh oh. Did it come through? Yeah, we heard it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear it, so that's super cool. Uh, So this week, Marco sent in uh, a guess. If you want to guess, you email pixelshitshow at gmail.com. His guesses are Age of Empires 2, a swordsman attacking other units. Ooh, and because he's a patron, he gets two guesses. Total War Rome, legionaries attacking barbarians, real barbarians, not Mongolians. Okay, ha. a little bit of a 
a little bit of a throwback comment. Uh, I don't know. Who do I want to get the drum? Bobby, can you give me a drum roll, please? Uh, no, my tongue can't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emilio, may I have one? Yeah, his girlfriend uh, uh, complains about that all the time. It's... It's not right. I'm sorry, Marco. Thank you for guessing, though. And if you want to guess, next week, $50 is going to be in this pot. How many games can you buy on that for Steam? Christmas is coming up. Pixelshitshow at gmail.com to guess. Uh, Emilio, do we have any subs? Uh, we have one a tier, one sub. Uh, coming uh, subscribe. Uh, what? Where's the name? <laughs> uh, no name. Okay, recycled. Thanks, homie. 64 months that's like a hundred years <laughs> thanks that is man. quite a bit of time it is and you um got really loud all of a sudden yeah it's because i'm getting drunker and drunker <laughs> sorry uh that was your mic <laughs> all right so i guess it's time for some listener questions yeah we got some yeah. time for that let's do that yeah all right we've just got two this will be quick. First one from Zap. Would you consider buying a console to play GTA 6 at release? Absolutely not. Uh, we usually get our GTA a year later, a year and a half later, and it's usually better. Usually With all the fixes. Yeah, yeah. There, all the fixes. There's usually a little more content. It's fine, man. And in general, I'm not buying $60 games, dude. Like, I'm just, just wait them out because I have so much other things to play. Uh, for me, I have a PS5, so probably I'll probably pick it up, play with my friends. I have a couple friends that have a PS5 as well, so I'm not gonna buy a new one. It's not like you know coming out with a PS6 for you know GTA 6. Uh, I will say that like uh, if some somebody figured out that all the quick cuts from the trailer were actual filmed crazy shit that happened in Florida, uh, which I thought was great. It was just like you know florida it's, man stuff yeah, yeah. it's all, it's all real they yeah, yeah they're all clips that happen in real life that like like the lady with the two hammers uh all that other oh, alligator in the pool that's all real shit that happened so yeah that was cool yeah florida seems like the right setting for a grand theft auto game well they're going <laughs> back to they're going back to vice city it's just like uh, Miami, yeah vice city was one of the most popular ones and they're they're finally going back so people are, are I, excited I always consider miami part of florida though i feel like miami is its own thing <laughs> yeah miami's a cultural mm, island in in florida when it comes to it but that's one of the things that they showed in the trailer right they showed a lot of the different um i don't want to say uh subcultures but they they, they definitely showed like you know the the hoopty the hoopty culture with, with like all the the drifting cars they showed like the mudding culture with like you know Caucasian people and things like that, it, and they showed like drug dealer culture and, and and Latino culture in Miami. So I don't, it's it's cool when you look at the map. Like it definitely shows on the map that there's all these things that are there in real life, right? You have all these different cultures, but they all blend in Miami. Vice City doesn't do that because it was really just a game that was trying to be kind of scarfacey but with like a lot of jokes gta you know six really does look like an amalgamation of what current florida looks like it's a great place to do it because um uh there's this guy that's from there that he's been on rogan a couple of times and he talks about it he's like it's miami slash dade county that's what it's called dade, miami yeah. slash dade county miami is a small little city that has colorful things dade county surrounds it and it's the it's the poorest county 
in Florida. And it's like, uh, you know, there's so much attention on Miami, but it's Dade County and you have to, you can't forget that. So what a great place to put a, fight, a video game setting. It's like, you know, you have opulence, right? Surrounded by fucking crazy hardship. Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, I mean it, what is it? 12 years since the last game. And that was a runaway. Like they're going to, it's going to be a smash, dude. It's going to be so good. I, I think. And people were people were knocking it. It's like, oh, it's a it's a female, it's a female protagonist and all this shit. It's like, dude, Rockstar, if they if they can place the setting right, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're playing. It really has. doesn't. It's it's their ability to make a city feel lived in more than anybody else. Nobody pulls it off the way they do. Exactly. Uh, Cyberpunk is starting to get close. I mean, they're pretty close now after all these patches. But yeah, that it's the magic. It's the setting that you're paying for. Hmm. Uh, no, I won't buy a console. <laughs> you just won't buy anything. We get it. <laughs> we have to break your legs to, for you to buy a game that one game of the year. It's fine. Well, Warconius asks, what game would you, what game would you most likely buy from the show? Uh, I, yeah, I assume he's talking about. I think about show the show that like premiered or talked about. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's an exciting question. Probably it's between Light No Fire and Big Walk. Probably for me, I think it's probably going to be are, Big yeah, Walk because I know that's going to be a low price point, and it'll be a social thing. So mm-hmm. I'm just going on likelihood. Uh, like most, uh, the one that I want to play the most, I'm actually peaked on Alan Wake. I, I would like if that comes to Steam, I might take a look at it. Hmm. Blade is close it's third. Different. For me, it's uh, the obvious answer for for Nicholas. It's uh, Space Marine, the announcement. Um, but o- as far as like new titles or like fresh shit, it's OD. Like I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I don't care what the game is really about. You know, the 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 production behind it makes me really want to play it. So, yeah, playable movie is the best description we have, right? So far, yeah. yeah. I mean, with the with the actresses and actors that are in it. Uh, it, it definitely seems like playable movie is the correct uh, term. Hmm. I do. Think- um, the only thing I'm definitely going to purchase is the Dave the Diver DLC. Everything else is a we'll see. Was that for sale, Bobby? Do you know? I thought that was just Dredge? a. Col- I thought that was just a collab. No, so Dredge is a game. You guys know that, yeah? yeah? But it's Dave the Diver. Yeah. It's Dredge, a collab. Yeah, yeah collab. Um, I, I think they're just making an appearance in each other's game, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know if the DLC is going to be included or if it, they're going to charge for it, but I wouldn't mind paying. It's a free update. Sorry, I'm just reading it live right now. A free update to Dave the Diver. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll be buying nothing. The sign language game. <laughs> Woo! The sign language game that... Uh, apparently is going to fade into obscurity. I've I've always wanted to learn sign language, you know, but that it's going to take so much time and attention. You're not going to learn it from a video game, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, we're supposed to learn anything from. Well, I don't really agree with you guys on that. I think it could be a part of learning, you know, like a good first step maybe to get acquainted with certain signs and stuff and then you can go on your own and you know take it a little bit more seriously so that one has me intrigued and maybe if i'm feeling you know learny 
I just I feel like I don't like how you guys said it was going to fade into obscurity. I feel like I need to fight all of you. On the it. the only reason is because um, like two years ago there was this like a game for blind people or yeah something like that and uh, it looked fucking awesome. Like I was like, wow, they did such a good job with this, and then never heard of it again. But that's what I'm basing it on, and yeah. I hope all the best for it. If you have a good cause, go for it. I want you to do the best, not just good. All right. What's everyone playing this week? Rogue Trader. I started the game with Leslie. I'm going to probably complete the game with Leslie. This is the Warhammer CRPG. Um, interesting start, interesting gameplay. I want to play more of it. So, Is that turn-based strategy? It's turn-based strategy. Um, there's mixed reviews on it uh, from Warhammer heads and uh, from non-Warhammer heads praising the game and also denouncing the game, saying that the combat is very imbalanced. I'll tell you right now, uh, sometimes it feels the game is almost possible. Sometimes the game is incredibly easy. So, I don't know. Difficulty scaling is a hard thing to must uh, you know get a hold of. Yeah. Well, I will be playing, uh, let's see, Emilio bought me a game, The Exit 8. Um, it looks like a weird backrooms game, so I don't know. We'll see what that's about. Also, Lethal Company came out with an update. Uh, they added new monsters and a bunch of other new stuff, so I would like to revisit that if you guys aren't doing anything. I think my Friday night's open. Tonight or next Friday, Friday night? see i might i might be available I, i'm, friday, I'm on tonight. double date Baldur's gate right now every friday but i double think we're not playing state, next friday double state Baldur's Dude, it was that's fun awesome. as shit that's awesome so it's, yeah. it's one of those moments where i like as the dm of normal D, but also the person that's beaten Baldur's gate and like played a lot of it these the people that we're playing with like the couple we're playing with like are like wait well this isn't art like this is in part one. Like th- this is in act one. Like there's all these things to do. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what did you guys do? They're like, we just did the main quest. And I, I was so confused. I was like, how the fuck did you miss all this stuff? So I'm excited to keep playing. That's going to be my experience. When I talk more about what I'm doing in Baldur's Gate, Nick, I feel like you're going to be like, what? <laughs> Why did you do that? No, yeah. I, I think that when it comes to playing the game, especially for the first time, you should have no outside influence. You should have no absolute way to tell you to where to play who to unlock who to play as who to um focus like all the kind of stuff like mm-mm, don't do that just just play the game like you would play as if you were part of the universe itself bobby i miss what you were inviting us to on friday uh lethal company oh lethal company lethal company uh for me it was it's gonna be a more cyberpunk um i'm in love with that game right now um, other than that, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I can't wait for you to talk about it next week. I'm going to be talking about diplomacy is not an option, which is like uh, they are billions, but medieval. So we'll see. Ooh. It's it's pretty fun, but you know, yeah. Next week we'll get into it. Uh, take us away, baby. Beautiful. Uh, sp- <laughs> Speaking for Nick, Christian, Bobby, and myself, Game Award Titties, everybody. Oh. 2023, let's go.
told myself I was going to come in this, this episode with more energy, but I just came with more bronchitis. <laughs> you started with energy, dude. I got bronchitis. Hey, you started off pretty pretty high. Yeah.